Should we keep this party going? Extra loud mornings. Bring back. Bring back. <laughs> Turn down for what? With Nicole DeSilva on 5FM. 5FM. So we like to help you with all aspects of your life, making money and staying healthy. And today we are chatting mental health in the workplace. Um, Somebody who is very passionate about this is chartered accountant and blogger who goes by the name of Irene Chikobu. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, Irene, and and helping us with with these very interesting times and interesting dynamics that we all currently trying to navigate. Thank you so much for having me. No, I appreciate that a lot. Um, I think it's interesting and I think it's important for everyone as well. Do you yourself have any um, mental health things that have popped up in your personal life that have given you this passion for mental health in the workplace? Like, where did it start for you? You know, uh, maybe if you had asked me, like, last year, I probably would have said no. But I think it, it, it started a lot more when when I realize that sometimes in the working environment you may want to portray yourself as someone or you may believe that you are good at a specific skill and then sometimes someone may throw you off mm. or you may get a, a bad, um, I want to call it a rating or performance rating, and then a lot of that tends to affect how you think about yourself or how you view yourself, especially because we spend so much time at the workplace. Yeah. So unfortunately, how good we are at our jobs often contributes to how we feel about ourselves. And sure. I think that's a major contributing factor to, to our mental health. And, and I think for a lot of individuals, your self-worth is tied to your, your title or your work and, like, that is and recognition. That's a, I've never thought of that, actually, in, in that way. Like if, if you don't feel underappreciated or like you're not delivering, then actually you're not a good person and you're devalued. Wow. Be- yeah, sure. Yeah, no, definitely. And sometimes it plays itself out at work. I mean, at home or with your friends, or sometimes even in your relationships. And it, you you don't sort of realize that you know what? Maybe I feel bad about myself because of something else, not necessarily because of you know person A or person B. You know. Mm. Um, yeah. What would you say are generally the biggest stresses or the biggest causes for the uh, these mental health concerns within the workplace? Um, I think one of the biggest stresses is definitely the people you work with. So if you have impatient and rude managers or bosses, that will be a a big stressor. Mm -hmm. And then I think meeting deadlines and obviously um, how you believe yourself to be capable of doing your job. But I think that if you have sort of um, approachable and kind bosses, you can manage um, the deadlines, you can manage your personal views of your capabilities because if they're supportive, if they're kind, and if you're able to communicate that, listen, I might not be able to meet this deadline, but I, because I want to make sure I do a better job, can I extend it? And it's difficult to do that if you're working with impatient and rude um, people. And I think that's also why companies place a lot of emphasis on leadership as a soft skill, for instance. You know, like, if you've got good leadership, it contributes a lot to the well-being of the employees in that environment. I could not agree with you more. And it's 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 one thing to be a boss, right, and to be bossy. Yeah. But it's another mm-hmm. thing to manage people and managing personalities well. Like that's so true. There's some like you could be killing it in the workplace. You could be like the most successful boss financially and in terms of targets, but everyone hates you. Everyone yeah. hates you because you make everyone feel yeah. bad. And that doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. You're just not a very good manager of 
people. Of people. Mm-hmm. Wow. I definitely agree. Mm. Um, what would you say would be a, a good way to to maybe change that dynamic with systems or, or ways to support mental health within an organization? Is there like, would you have a group come in and we do like a, a workshop or how, how do you fix these things? Look, I've worked in, an, in, a, in a corporate environment where they've availed um, sort of psychologists um, and counseling managers. So for instance, if you're dealing with someone difficult, You've got a counseling manager that can sort of be the in-between, mm. who's on the same le- who's on the same level as that person who may be giving you grief, and I think that works very well. I just don't know if all companies have it. And then there's also we used to have some something. Um, it was a it was a it was sort of like a psychologist called Ask Nelson. So if you were having financial issues at home, or if you were just not feeling too well during the day, you could just set up a meeting with. Um, with that psychologist, which also helped a lot. But I know that not, not all companies can sort of afford to always avail those um, resources to all their employees. Um, right now, the environment I work on, I work in, emphasizes a lot on taking two weeks leave for mental health. So if you feel like you're just not feeling well, in, somewhere in the year, you can just take two weeks off. Chatting to Irene Chikobu, who is quite passionate about mental health within the workplace. She herself is a chartered accountant, also has a blog. Um, for those who want to know what the name of the blog is, Irene, I've already gotten a few messages. Can you just tell us so that maybe people have like a resource they can go to later on in the day? Okay. It's called Confectionary Conversations. Confectionaryconversations.co.za, yeah? Mm-hmm. There we go. So that's where you can go if you want to maybe find out more. You want to maybe, oh, I don't know, let's have a look at what Irene has to say. But we were talking about how um, maybe your manager is not g- equipped to deal with everything that's happening, A, now with COVID and maybe just with stress in general and maybe dealing with different personalities and how other resources like psychologists. Um, you mentioned, um, what was that other one that you said, N- something Nelson or... Oh, well, it's just a psychologist. It's the same thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Just essentially having a psychologist in the workplace who can, I suppose, mediate or um, just help you find that headspace, find the words and and maybe empower you a bit to, to say, okay, this is maybe what you should try. Um, people are reluctant when it comes to, to mental health to seek help. So if you have somebody who's available at work, it's not like you are going to a, a special doctor to see to your needs. I don't know why, but there's still... Lots of people with hang-ups about this type of thing. So maybe it's less intimidating if there is somebody at work that can do that for you. Uh, moving on, though, how how would you say or what would you say is the best way to deal with colleagues that stress you out besides just, you know, pushing them every time you see them, <laughs> telling them to get lost? How do you deal yeah, with no, colleagues, a- like your peers? Look, I'm a strong believer of kill them with kindness. But in the same breath, um, you must never be a doormat or you must never be too passive. I think it's very important to be assertive. You know, you must always defend yourself and tell someone that I don't appreciate the way that you're talking to me and I don't think I deserve, for instance, this performance rating. But always be very respectful, you know. Um, What I've also noticed is that bosses or managers also have their own personal reputation to protect. Um, so if they know that maybe speaking to you in a specific way or giving you a very bad performance rating that is not completely justified may, for instance, cause a stir um, um, because you're not a passive employee, mm. then they would rather just avoid the drama, you know, um, and they become more sensitive to um, how they communicate with you, but also um, 
Um, but it's also important for us to just make sure that we also deliver before we have those conversations. I hear you. I think mm-hmm. it's also, it's also uh, and, I, and I say this as, as, a, as a woman to another woman, I feel yeah. like there's a, as, as soon as I am being direct and assertive, you know, the B word comes up. Oh, you're so this. Oh, you're so that. Meanwhile, I'm doing exactly the same as what my male colleagues are doing. I'm just not saying, hi, not putting little, like, smiley emojis in all my messages. Yeah, I'm not flowering yeah. and glittering it up. I'm being direct. Hey, where is yeah. this thing you said you were going to have? And then all of a sudden, you start getting the bad reputation. Oh, you're the, you're the bossy one. You're the B word. You're the this. You're the this. Yeah. It's, it's very frustrating seeing how some people can get away. I say get away with it. Some people are... You know that's what's expected of them, and as soon as you start behaving assertively, it's like, what do you, what, do you, what's happening here? This yeah, is, this she's is having a bad day. Mm. Yeah. Oh, is it that time Maybe of the month? Time of the month. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I know. Definitely frustrating, but I don't. I think it's more important to be assertive than it is to worry about that, because at the end of the day, you're not trying to be treated like, 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 like a doormat. You know. There we go. So it's it's just. I think it's sort of that I know there's a quote where they say just be yourself and let the world deal with whatever comes up next mm. I mean as long as you know that you're generally a kind person and you generally treat people well at work mm. that's what's important but when you're defending yourself in a bad situation it's something you have to do here's I think maybe a good way for us to wrap things up as well when is mm-hmm. it enough when can you actually say actually I'm done with this I'm tired of yeah. I'm work, w- walking on eggshells, constantly feeling not good enough, constantly feeling overwhelmed and stressed. When is it a good idea to, I suppose, get rid of the situation that you're in and find a new place to work and resign? I think it, it obviously just depends on your circumstance. I think we've, okay. one thing I want to acknowledge is that if you speak to anyone who's been in a job for five to ten years and they're now in sort of high-ranking positions, all of them will tell you that they've had to deal with something or they've had to deal with someone. So I cannot say that there is a job that will ever be perfect. smooth sailing yeah, or perfect. I think it's, it's important for you to assess, first of all, the practicality of your circumstances. I mean, you have people who can quit their jobs today and still have family support them in apartments in Rosebank. But then you also have people who, for instance, still need to support their family as well. Mm. So I think it's important to assess your circumstance and also your growth opportunities in that environment. If you think your growth opportunities or where you see yourself in that environment are worth sticking it through, then stick it through. But if you think that, you know what, I might find better opportunities outside and I've got the um, practical ability to quit my job and still look for something else, then you can also do that. I think it really depends from person to person. And probably not making a decision based on purely emotion in the heat of the moment. Just give Yeah, no, definitely not. I think unemployment can be more <laughs> detrimental to your mental health sometimes because, I've, I mean, I've had people or friends lose their jobs during this time and mm-hmm. not knowing where to stay or not being able to send money to family and they need to eat. I think yeah. it can also take a very big toll on your mental health as well. So it's almost like pick a struggle. Do you want to have the stress of not knowing when you'll be able to, to pay for your your bond, your water, your lights, your food? Or do, yeah. you, do you want to deal with constantly feeling inadequate, maybe emotional abuse at the workplace? Like you've got to pick which one you want and, and see what your prospects are. And maybe have maybe have the next position lined up before you say cheers. Yeah, 
Yes, that yeah. definitely makes a lot of sense. And I think people grow into environments. Like you may be a little more passive as a new employee, but as you spend time into in that environment, you learn how to defend yourself and you gain the respect that you would expect. Mm. So it's, it's just about growing through the environment as well. Irene, I think this has been really eye-opening. Thank you so much for, for chatting to us. Um, for those who want to find you online, um, what's the best place to go? Is it the blog or is there somewhere else you'd rather have people be pointed to? I think Instagram or LinkedIn, definitely. Okay, what's... Both of them is Irene Chikobu. There we go. Uh, Irene Chikobu is a chartered accountant and blogger with a passion for workplace matters. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it and all the best going forward. Thank you so much, Nicole, for having me. I appreciate it. Should we keep this party going? Extra loud mornings. Bring back. Bring back. Turn down for what? With Nicole De Silva on 5FM. 5FM.